Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's episode of Making Podcasts Great Again is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the president of the United States of Mar-a-Lago of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? Uh, just sending a condolences truth. We call it a truth condolence. And uh, <laughs> we're just saying, uh, Hardy's. Belafonte, the founder of Hardee's, very good American uh, restaurant, uh, and truth. Okay, we've we've done the truth. That's, what were you saying, tech stuff? How am I? Oh. I just asked how, how you were today. <clears throat> we're doing, I would say we're doing well. We're doing, you know, the country's going to hell, so I can't be, I'm never doing perfectly well because I care about our country so much, but obviously I'm going to have a very sleepy opponent in 2024. It seems if he makes it there, if he makes it. Uh, I was going to bring that up. So while we'll just bring it up now. Um, yes. Biden and Harris are on the ticket for 2024. Um, an 80 year old man running for president. I know you're not too far behind, but um, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? I know he, he has you by two years. You're 78. Well, yeah, years but he can't, he can't do the jerk off dance. He can't do this one. You know, he can't do that. No. So I am, we call it, I may be 76 right now. I'll be 78 by the election, but I'm young at cock. You know that phrase, you know, I may be old, but I'm young at cock. And Joe Biden is old. He's an old cock. And that's why people can tell. And you text stuff. I know you're radical left, but you can tell like anybody with eyes. When I do a rally, I speak for hours. I dance. Uh, you know, I grab women by the ass. I do all the young. I'm very young. And when Sleepy Joe does it. Oh, wait. I don't think he does any rallies. Because they'd have to wheel him out there. You know, it's, it's like having, remember Anna Nicole Smith before she got fat? Remember that? She was a busty piece of ass. Yes. Um, remember her husband, the Texas guy who's like 832 years old? Mm-hmm. Dinosaur. That's, what it's, that's like what we have for president. He had to wheel, wheel him out. Joe Biden sits on his lap giving him Gerber baby food. And we call that a president. We call that a president. Well, I don't call it a president. I call it a trespasser in chief. I just don't. I think there should be a law or something against someone running uh, that old. Because, I mean, dementia, 
and uh, is health that like, problems. Is that a black? Who's that? A black woman that he's no, running it's, with? It's when you start to lose your memory and kind of lose uh, your wits about yourself. Dementia. Doesn't dementia sound like a black lady name? It, it could be for sure. Here comes Dementia Jones. <laughs> and she is not happy. Well, it, it's not a person's name, but don't you think, I mean, you're not too, too far off. You don't think, um, I mean, my, my parents aren't 80 years old yet, but I don't even trust them watching my, my children, let alone watching over the country. Don't you think there should be an age cut off? You know, you can't, I don't think what you can't run for president until you're what, 40 or 45 years old. Is that it? 30, 35. Right. So there should be a cutoff age. You don't think so? Well, you're asking, I mean, what the hell tech stuff did we get? So you're asking me if I want to cut myself off from the presidency? No, you, you, you could run because you're not 80 yet, but I think but 80 be, should be the cutoff date. But I'd be, 80, I'd be 80 in the office. Right. But would not they have running. to kick me out under tech stuff dictatorship? Would they kick me out of the office? No, tech stuff law says that you can serve, but then you're done after. Well, what about Bruce Willis? You know, great actor, great conservative. He's going through some things and he's in his 60s. Right. I mean, there's no so rule when it can happen. But he could run according to tech stuff rules. Die hard Co president. According to tech stuff rules, yes, he, he could run. Well, obviously, CP Joe's done. Obviously, I am the least done person in the world. So I can I say we adjust that and say Trump can run as long as he wants to, and Sleepy Joe can never run. Now we all know Kamala Harris is definitely probably pulling most of the strings there. I mean, Sleepy Joe has been caught on tape numerous times for misspeaking, not knowing what he's saying, looking at the wrong people, not knowing someone is there or there. Let me um, tell you something. Can I share one of the funniest ones I never talk about? I'm watching Sleepy Joe on the TV and he's doing a speech in front of black people and he says, African-Americans, Jack. And I said, oh, he meant to say the N-word. Look at him. <laughs> he's got no idea what he's saying. That's the exact point when I would have said the N-word because I have all my faculties. That's what we call them when you can still fuck at an old age. Faculties, not a title. Very Christian Family-friendly podcast. I wasn't even going to write it down. Is, the point is, Sleepy Joe, I think it's, he doesn't pass, pass the eye test. You look at him, he's like, remember the old guy from Poltergeist? Yes, creepy he's guy. Like that. Yeah, he's creepy guy. Exactly, creepy guy. Finally, okay, tech, every, tech stuff is feeling himself today. You got a reference. We got Poltergeist, Poltertech. <laughs> Tech stuff poltergeist. <laughs> he he definitely, when you look at him, he's not all there for sure. I mean, there was a, a compilation online of all the miscues he said. And also I saw a recent compilation of him being very touchy and feely with kids, which is was a really creepy video. I saw him like caressing okay. little girls and things like that. Okay, very well, strange. Okay. You know what? You're gonna make me defend Sleepy Jonah. <laughs> yes because I don't know if you're new to this show but we have a very hallowed very holy place in this show for a great Sir Jeffrey Epstein 
Mm-hmm. And it sounded like you were getting very close to critiquing things that were very important to Sir Jeffrey Epstein. Well, I was just stating what I saw. Oh. You happen to see this video? Uh, I made it. We made it. With, it was called a deep fake. We made it at Trump, the Trump Organization. Okay. Don Jr. He was doing coke with Kim Gargoyle, and they put together a nice little video mix. Like, in, you know how couples used to make, like, mixtapes? You ever heard of this? You yeah. Mixtape. I love mixtapes. Yeah. You're dating some chick, and then you put a bunch of love songs on it and say, here you go, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Kim and Kim and Don, they don't do mixtapes. They do deep fakes. They make deep fakes of political opponents and then do cocaine after. It's a very disgusting couple, <laughs> but sometimes they make things that we can use. Now, people are really annoyed saying that this election's me boring. This election's going to do nothing for our country because it's a repeat. Uh, people think it's going to be a repeat of what happened last time uh you versus biden people um what are your thoughts on that that people are upset if that's the outcome of you versus biden well what i think we should do i think what we should probably throw it to the audience in like a poll or something but i think first of all nothing can be boring as long as i'm involved we all know that Mm -hmm. but if i had a competition for vice president you know, like a bachelor, Bobert. like a bachelor for like vice president, but for vice president, it's Lauren Bobert, mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Carrie Lake. I think Carrie Lake might be, even though Lauren Bobert won the contest to be fourth Mrs. Trump, Carrie Lake might be a strong VP because Marjorie Taylor Greene would probably go bite Kamala Harris's face <laughs> like a wild animal, but Carrie Lake. I feel like Carrie Lake would do that kind of basic instinct thing, like kind of walk up to her during the bait and like intimidate her by like making out with her and then stabbing her. Okay. So I think that, no, that doesn't sound too boring. I don't think, I think that actually sounds like the greatest debate in American politics history. Would you pick any male running mate with you? What? So they can betray me again, like Mike Pence. Well, I'm just asking if are there any names out there who you would even consider? I'd consider Tim Scott because he's a black, and then we'd get we'd prove that we weren't racist. But then at the last minute, I'm like, oh, sorry, Tim, we got to replace you with a hot white chick. <laughs> but thanks for thanks for coming along. Thanks for your services. Now stand in the back and clap like he kind of looks like a dark skinned version of the Rudy janitor. Remember the Rudy janitor? <laughs> So maybe when we win the election, it's me and Carrie Lake having sex on the podium while the balloons come down. And then you cut to Tim Scott and he just does the very powerful clap. Okay. (laughs) Now, I know this might be crazy, but would you ever considered once you defeat Sour Ron, would you would you take him on as your VP? Would that be an option? You can't have uh, somebody who knows, and I think you know football well as well, but I know football probably better than you. Definitely. I'm almost certain. And you don't want, if you're a starting quarterback, 
Remember what Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady did when they had that, that sleazy, handsome guy playing behind him? Jimmy, Janine Garofalo. Remember when, when he was playing behind her? Garofalo, yes. That's what I said, Janine Garofalo. It's Jimmy Garofalo, but yes. However you pronounce it, Janine Garofalo was very handsome, and people were saying, oh, very handsome, very handsome and very talented. You know what Tom Brady said? Be handsome and talented, not with me. Trade him, bye-bye. So not that I think Ron DeSantis is handsome or talented, but he would be ambitious, and you can't have a number two thinking he's a number one. You know, it's like when you go to the bathroom. If you're at the you know the urinal, mm-hmm. if you're peeing, that's a number one. That's what you're doing. If all of a sudden a number two crawls out of your pants and tries to jump in the urinal, <laughs> uh, you're like, "Well, we don't. What the hell is going on here?" And that's what Ron DeSantis would be. He'd be a poop crawling around trying to get in the urinal. A what? Oh. I don't hear what you just said. I don't know what I said. Okay. I got some strong garlic bread here, by the way. <laughs> Fight off vampires like Ronda suck ass. But what I said was Ronda Santos is like the number two. You're at the urinal, you're taking a pee. That's a number one. Right. That's all you're doing. You're focused on that. When a number two has no place at a urinal, would you agree? Or do you take do you go to the bathroom very weirdly? I agree with you. I agree with you. So if a number two like Ron DeSantis is all of a sudden like, well, I want to be number one. And all of a sudden a big turd starts crawling on your pants to go into the urinal to be the number one. You go, this is totally ruining everything. So he's the number two that you can't trust. You want a number two that will stay in your butt. That's why I liked Mike Pence, because he was he really wanted to stay in the butt. <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, so Biden Harris running again. You don't have a VP chosen. You are mentioning these three women. Are those the three women who you're thinking about, or are we going to have a dark horse that comes out of nowhere that no one expected? What do you mean, like a black? Well, you mentioned one black person already, but I'm saying like someone who no one expects you to choose. Like Kid Rock becomes vice president, like something wild. Not a terrible idea. I think well, it's got to be somebody from a state that I don't, that I allegedly lost. So you have to look at places like, you know, Bobert's from Colorado, which is a purple state. Uh, Pennsylvania, they had a very strong, prayerful governor who lost very strong on prayer on January 6th. Doug Masturbation, I think was his name. So that could be, you know, Trump Masturbation 2024. That would be a good, I think a good title. So we, we're looking at people, but I think we're going to want a woman because when you're on Air Force One or you're traveling, it gets lonely when you tell your wife Melatonin that she's not allowed because she's not a citizen, you know, she's a not a natural citizen, so she can't come on the plane. <laughs> and so when you, you know, our sexual stuff would probably make Marjorie Taylor Greene a low candidate. Right, for sure. Bobert very high. Carrie Lake, though, might be the right middle of crazy and attractive. Like I've said before, Trump Blake. 
That sounds like a a resort. It does sound and like a, a fancy and, resort. And a, and a ticket. How about mm-hmm. you get a ticket to the resort? <laughs> to Trump Lake. <laughs> well, Mr. President, we have a, a bunch more topics to talk about. Before we talk about them, I want to get to our first sponsor of this episode. They are new. They are awesome. I use them. You do. And that is FanDuel. That's right. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official partner of Major League Baseball. And new customers in Massachusetts can get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. Mr. President, I know you use FanDuel. I use FanDuel. I bet on the Knicks the other night, one on FanDuel. I bet on the Islanders tonight. Last time I checked, they were up one nothing. Um, FanDuel is, is the best because you, you can you bet during the what game. What did you bet? Well, I didn't want to interrupt you. You should have asked me what I bet. Well, I because did. I'm a strong Christian, I've been backing the New York Rangers in hockey. Not mm-hmm. because I like the Rangers, but because they're going up against the Devils. <laughs> and... Devils won two in a row. So the first time I'm admitting something that I never admit on the podcast because it never happens. I lost. I lost a couple bets mm. after I won very strongly on the earlier bets because it's two two. But this is what happens when you're in a country with Joe Biden as fake president. Devils win mm. under Trump. Did you see the Devils winning? No, you didn't. This is actually the first time back in the playoffs in many years. They didn't even make the playoffs when I was president. How about that? That's good, Christian. So that's what I bet the strong Christian parlay on FanDuel. <laughs> Any team that's devils, I vote against them. So no bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 21 and over in President, Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Now back to the show. Mr. President, I wanted to ask you big stories on two major news stations this week. And um, the first is Fox, uh, a man who you've been on his show before, Tucker Carlson, fired at Fox. Your thoughts, please. Hmm. Tucker Carlson is probably the greatest journalist in the history of our country. And I say that even though he got upset with me and said some, in the heat of the moment, some not nice things on text. He's the greatest journalist we've ever had in this country. He's like if Walter Cronkite 
fuck Ted Nugent. So he's got that quality, strong credibility, but also with the rock star, I'll have sex with your underage daughter attitude. That makes okay. him just the most dynamic, strongest conservative voice, other than me, of course. I have a head, and I, I hope he ends up at, because uh, I've been saying Fox, I think I've been saying to you for a while, Fox was sort of going woke. You know, they were sort of losing it a little bit. They didn't back me in 2020. You know, they backed me, but then they abandoned me very quickly with Arizona, which we know was a stolen state. And so I hope Tucker, I, I'm very, it sort of helps me be done with Fox, you know? Like it's very easy to be done with Fox now because they were going woke and now they they went total woke getting rid of Tucker. So I hope he ends up at Newsmax or maybe with his own platform. You know, what if the only thing I told Tucker he's not allowed to do is start a podcast? That's fair. Have you ever thought about maybe having like a news part of True Social where he can have his own show on True Social that would stream only on True Social? I think that's actually a good idea, but I think Tucker. If we'd gotten Tucker like five years ago, maybe, but you know, he's too big. Thanks to me. You know, it's almost that's this is what happens when you're friends with me. I almost made him too big a star. So mm-hmm. you can't get him for truth social money. Maybe if we expand to truth social TV. It's not bad. Then idea. maybe, but you know, that's that's in the works. We'll see. Well, there was another um news person fired this week and from a rival network and from CNN. Don Lemon, who has said some bad things about you in the past, was recently fired by CNN. What are your thoughts on this? As you know, a lemon is a citrus fruit. And a lot of people say you can't say that about him, but it's true. And he was very nasty to me. He thought he he was, he was probably, there's a lot of no talent people at CNN, but I think the king of the no talent was Don Lemon. And the guy was a nothing. He was, excuse me, he was a nothing. And then all of a sudden he he found his, he found his voice saying, uh, Trump stinks. And everybody said, oh, Don Lemon, once the dumbest person in media is now a genius. (laughs) So, you know, good riddance. I'm sure he'll end up on like Chris Cuomo's, you know, public access news show and they can bro out and hopefully fail together Mr. president there was a poll taken and the half of the republicans in the poll don't want you running for president what would you say to these people to maybe possibly i don't know if i want to say convince but maybe to give them the confidence back in you that you are going to flourish and do an awesome job. Sorry for the Italian bread crunching. <laughs> I hired a new a new housekeeper, and she was very dark. It turns out she was Sicilian. I didn't realize I was hiring like an off-white. I thought mm-hmm. I was hiring like a South American. So made a very good garlic bread. What I would say to these so-called Republicans, who I don't consider Republicans, by the way, 
What would I say to convince them? I would say, hello, fake Republicans. Do me a favor. Line up against this wall, please. And as you'll see, one of our great Republicans, real Republicans, Kid Rock, is standing there with his Bud Light killing machine gun. <laughs> and I'm just curious, everybody, are you still anti-Trump? Or are you thinking maybe Trump is okay and maybe he's even better than okay? How about that? And all of a sudden you'll see people going, oh, no, sir, sir. It was the poll question was asked incorrectly, sir. Very strong. But then there'll probably be that one guy, maybe it's Fat Chris Christie or somebody else who goes, I said what I said. I don't like you, sir. And then Kid Rock, you know, it'll probably take him three or 400 bullets to finally hit the target. But but he'll, he'll do it. He's American badass. And he'll... Uh, and then I think you'll see all of a sudden those polls will start to creep up to 90, 95%. <clears throat> Mr. President, you're also sponsored this week by Rocket Money. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app I use that helps me track all of my expenses. I recommend it to everyone. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions. I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Yes. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost you? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when really it's closer to like $200 or more a month. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. And there's this app I love using and you should use that takes care of all of it for me. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Now, the app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription or maybe you started the subscriptions years ago, or maybe you had one phone and then you went to another phone and forgot the subscription. To cancel subscription, all you have to do is just press cancel. It's very easy. No phone calls, no emails, nothing, no letters to write. It's just press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. It is beautiful. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Seriously, it can save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash MPGA. Also, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA. We have a live episode tomorrow night, and that is Wednesday night. And on uh, April 26th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going a little later. Uh, hopefully, this is better for the West Coast people. Again, it's a live episode tomorrow night. And to sign up, go to patreon.com slash MPGA. That's right. Patreon.com slash MPGA. Subscriptions start at $5 a month, $6.99 a month, and we have... $10 a month. So three different levels, hundreds of hours you can binge on. We have bonus episodes. We have special guests, movie reviews, Fred Trump traditions. It doesn't stop. Also, Rage and Brett Kavanaugh used to have a show on here. Patreon.com slash MPGA. And the Rhonda Suckass actually snuck in and did a tried to do his own podcast, which was, I think, one of the most highly rated 
you know, obviously he flooded it with Florida people highly rating that episode, but it was a total disgrace. Yes, people wanted more Ron Tent, which I don't think is going to happen unless you approve it. Now, speaking of uh, Ron Tent and Sour Ron and Ron DeSatan, um, DeSantis took some shots at you again um, for your dealing of COVID and for your relationship with Fauci and how much you trusted him when really he turned out to be kind of a sham. Uh, what are your thoughts on his comments about you and COVID and Fauci? Ron DeSantis, Florida was basically a funeral home in 2020. And if you heard, Tiffany agrees. Florida was a funeral home. It was the Ron DeSantis, DeSantis funeral home. Come right this way. We killed Disney and seniors. <laughs> and that's what he did. And now he wants to act like it was freedom, that he was also pro-freedom. No, he's pro-death. That's why they call him Ron Death Santis. It's the one thing the left got right. And so he and C. Tiffany loves that nickname. Um, here's the thing. Fauci had a lot of credentials, okay? A lot of credentials. He had done some good things in the past. It can't not, it, if all you have is, oh, he's, if I have a student who gets an A in math at Trump University, Freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. Well, then I'm going to put him in the math, the next math, math level for senior year and think he's probably going to get an A. Now, if he doesn't get an A, I don't give him an A. But I also, it's not crazy to think he's going to get an A. So Fauci had done other things very well. And then it came to COVID. And once I saw he was doing a horrible job with small gay Mike Pence, I took over. And that's called leadership. Meanwhile, Rhonda Suckass was down in Florida, basically just killing people. He was basically just, basically it was like a fat, white boot, no gun, John Wick. That's what he was basically doing. He was killing more people than John Wick, but in a very weak way. John Week. That's what we would call Rhonda Santos, John Week. <laughs> so basically what Ron, you know, he wants to, he, I don't even want to talk about DeSantis right now because I think the guy is such a fraud and you should have heard him when he needed my endorsement. He begged, he told me, sir, I have an attractive wife. You can have sex with my wife if you give me an endorsement. And I said, that's not necessary. But behind his back, I actually had sex with his wife. And I'm going to bring up the video. I got this idea. There was a movie with Will, Will Ferrell. And uh, the fat bearded guy, Zach um, Galapagos, exactly. And they did a movie called The Campaign. And I got that idea because in the movie, one of the candidates has sex with the other candidate's wife, films it, and makes a campaign ad out of it. (laughs) And so that's what I'm going to do with Rhonda Suckass. You're going to see, I am, excuse me, I get emotional. I am Donald J. Trump, and I approve this sex video. And it's just going to be me pounding Rhonda Santos's uh, wife, you know, very expensive 19 second ad. <laughs> I think that could work. Now, as president, um, I don't know if you want to call him a friend, Mike Lindell. Is he a friend of yours? Yeah, very, you know, I, very strong friend. 
I, I heard he's going to make an appearance tomorrow night on the live episode and talk a little bit about this, but I just wanted to get your opinion first. He uh, was very adamant about um, the election uh, being stolen, uh, fraudulent voting machines. And Which he was. And he, and he offered uh, up $5 million to anyone who can prove him wrong. Um, and this, this gentleman actually ended up proving him wrong and sued Mike Lindell for the $5 million that he said he would give him. And now the courts are making Mike Lindell, Lindell pay $5 million to this. I think it's like a security guy. He's been doing uh, software security for years, and he basically um, proved Mike Lindell wrong. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? We're going to get Mike Lindell's thoughts on this. And if he has the $5 million to pay, um, just want to hear your thoughts on it first. I think it was, uh, I think it was unfortunate. I think Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell is a guy, I'm not going to say he's always right, but his heart, you know, I think the left doesn't have, but we have plenty of heart in the Republican party, the MAGA party. His heart is always in the right place, and he's always wanting to defend his president and his country. So I think he got a little, you know, like they say, loose lips sinks tits. And I think I think that's what happened with him. I think he got a little too excited and got a little away from himself because it was not smart. It was not a smart uh, offer. But, you know, he's doing it the legal way. He's going, they're going to the courts. The courts say he has to pay. He might appeal. He might... You know, he might, you know, he could do murder for hire. He could have the person killed and then he doesn't have to pay. I'm sure Mike knows from his days as a crackhead. He knows that there's people who could, you know, probably be hired for pretty cheap. Save you $5 million. Well, you're a billionaire. If Mike Lindell didn't have this $5 million, just $5 million is really nothing to you. Would you give Mike Lindell the $5 million to pay this gentleman if he needed it and asked you? No, no. And I'll tell you why, because <laughs> in the conservative party, we believe in personal responsibility. And I think he'll learn his lesson better if he's homeless and getting, um, you know, gang banged by crackheads on the street. He'll say again, uh, again, exactly. <laughs> he'll say, I shouldn't have done that. I guess I shouldn't have made that wager. And he'll learn it a lot. Let me tell you something. When you're getting gang banged in an alley by crackheads in Minnesota, you learn very quickly. <laughs> I, I have two more things I wanted to ask you about, Mr. President. I think we touched upon this um, last week or two weeks ago. E. Jean Carroll, you are... Trial is Eugene, happening. Being accused of uh, of raping her and um and dragging her name through the mud, and there's a trial has begun and excuse jury me, that select was somebody. Uh, excuse me, I know it wasn't her because that was a different woman that I raped and dragged through the mud, <laughs> and it was not in that order. I dragged her through the mud and then had powerful. Uh, relations, Rape. we call them relations. We say it in a nice way. No need to bring out the big R word. Um, so the jury selection has begun. I think you wanted to know uh, the jurors' names. I think we went over this. Are you a little bit nervous because if um, the decision goes through that you you were guilty of raping her? I don't know uh, how a rapist is going to win presidency. Uh, well, uh, hint, hint, 
he already won. <laughs> uh, I'm, and I'm, of course, talking about Bill Clinton, not myself. Uh, what I will say is, at the end of the day, it's a civil trial. They can't throw me in jail. They can t- only take money. Okay? So I'm not too worried. I have a lot of money, a lot of money. And as long as I can't go to jail... Okay, sure. Yeah, no, I did it. Who cares? Here's so here's the check. Bye bye. Going back to the White House. So that's it. You don't just. But I didn't do it. I'm just saying, worst case scenario. I know it's a civil case, but but still, you think you're going to get votes if, um, if people are going to call you a rapist? Oh, well, they did that before, and I got 74 million in 2020, so I think we're good. I think we're good on the uh, rape for votes. Tiffany is probably hanging out with her radical left friends. That's why she's barking so much at this strong conservative talk. Ms. President, I have have one more story I want to go over. And uh, the world lost um, an artist, uh, first person to sell one million records. Uh, Harry. By, Belafonte- by the way, by the way, I want to give you a little hint before you get to this, because we want yes. to respect. I assume it's somebody good like Ted Nugent. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, the when I was in that store allegedly with ET, go home. E.T. Carroll, it was, you ever heard of the group Nirvana? Mm-hmm. Well, they had a song. Remember the song, Smells Like Teen Spirit? Yes. Well, they also had a song on their next album called Rape Me. Yes. Which sounded like, sound. it was like kind of a remix of Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's some similar chords, yes. And I think they were playing that in the store. And so my lawyers, my great lawyers, they're actually going with a Nirvana defense, which is, and I'm not saying I did it, but that they, that song was playing in Bergdorf Goodman. And I thought it was her giving, like, kind of having a fantasy, like consent. Giving you orders? Well, that's like, smells like Team Spirit, but you know... The yep. other one's a little darker, obviously, the theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody knows if you know your music from the 90s. So I think that's we're going to call it the Nirvana defense. That's one of the ways we're going to defend ourselves. But I didn't do it. I'm just saying, like OJ, another innocent person, if I did it. Okay. Well, Harry Belafonte, were you a fan of his? He recently passed away. First person to sell one million records to go platinum were you a fan of his any any thoughts about his well, he didn't join the he didn't join the platinum plan that i did with ice cube so i don't think he was really a leader in the black community the way people are pretending um you know i, I think more of like a tim scott uh ice cube ben carson these are people really leading the black community um i know he had the song was it Dago? It was about Italians. Dago. Dago. Um, I don't Dago. think. Come I, I don't want Maniscalco. I think it's. I think it's Dago. 
uh, once again, uh, we always have these with the pronunciations. <laughs> it's always a, a, it's called culture. It's called speech. And no, it's uh, no, he had some good songs. It was, I think, he was lucky to not die in Beetlejuice. Remember, they did the song. They had a da 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 da. He was in Beetle. He did music for Beetlejuice. And imagine if Alec Baldwin had shot him during Beetlejuice, the way he shot that woman in the new movie. So you were a fan of Harry Belafonte, is what you're saying. He had good music. I think he was a little woke. You know, he was always bailing out. Pro- he was In the 60s, you know what he was doing? He was bailing out rioters and protesters. They called them civil rights activists, but they were they were they were up to no good. And he was using his platinum money to buy, bail them out. I think he bailed out Malcolm Luther King. <laughs> Martin. Him too, I think. I think he bailed them both out. <laughs> Malcolm and Martin Luther. <laughs> and Malcolm Jamal Warner. I think that all three of them were in the prison and they were doing, you know, questionable things. And then he just said. Here, I have your bail money. <laughs> and then they got out of jail, and the rest is history. And then we have riots and woke left. So I think it's a mixed, a mixed legacy. You know, I think he did some good things, and I think he did some not great things. But uh, overall, I enjoyed his, you know, Hardy's Belafonte. I enjoyed Hardy's. It's a good American sort of. Tiger Woods, you know, t- talking about the black community, Tiger Woods mm. used to fuck in the parking lots of Hardee's. So it's <laughs> kind of like two generations of 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 uh, star blacks coming together. You know, like a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in the Hardee's, you order like a, an affordable breakfast, and then you look at the waitress and you say, would you please deliver that to my car? And she goes, uh, I will do that. <laughs> but my shift's over. Uh, daylight, I have to go home, and you know. Then you get the song, and then it's very, it's very circle of life, circle of life. So we, we didn't always agree with Ari, um, Del Monte. You know, you had the canned fruits, which were also very good, but uh, we didn't always agree with him. But he had talent, but that's undeniable. Very talented guy, and uh, I think he'll be missed. I think he'll be missed. Not necessarily by me, but by other people, some who I have respect for. So um, I will eat some canned peaches, Del Monte canned peaches, in in honor of Harry Del Monte. (laughs) Very good. I see you are a huge fan. (laughs) Mr. President, we uh, appreciate you spending this night with us. And tomorrow night also for our live episode for all our Perfect 10 Patreon patriots like to join the Patreon before tomorrow night, patreon.com slash MPGA. The live episode will be 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And um, if anyone is in the New Jersey area, Red Bank, New Jersey, Red Bank Comedy Festival is this weekend. It starts on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I will be on the Thursday show at the Scarlet Reserve. It's Thursday, 8 p.m. So go to RedBankComedyFestival.com for tickets. I know of another comedian who's close to this podcast who will be on a show, I think, Saturday night, if I'm correct. Um, And you can get the tickets at RedBankComedyFestival.com. Um, and follow me on social media at JNOG. And please leave a review and a rating on iTunes. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And um, 
And if you have some cash, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA. Mr. President, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you very much. It's a, uh, what a powerful episode this was. Hey, everybody. It's JL. Yes, Red Bank, Red Bank Comedy Festival, uh, Saturday, 8 p.m. So Jay's there, there on Thursday. I'm there on Saturday. Um, if you if you go if you go to both, I think it probably makes sense to just buy a pass for all three at that point for all three nights. So have a have a, a mutual friend of ours, very funny comic, um, sort of put this together. So um, I would say support it because you're going to see us. But also uh, there's a there's a good amount of good comics there. And, 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 and somebody we both certainly vouch for is putting it all together. So if, if you're anywhere near uh red bank new jersey uh come on out and um beyond that just uh i got other stuff on my website my um my second special is coming along i'll leave it at that <laughs> um so that will be out probably in like a month month and a half and yeah my other website my other pa- podcast my patreon they're all at jlcomedy.com so head on over there and uh have a great week and God help us all. Today's episode of Making Podcasts Great Again is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network.